Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden, right here in New York City. Your liberty-loving Latino amigo, El Conservador. And yes, I am part of the Browning of America. And I want to ask you a question. What kind of society do we have without law and order? Well, we're going to get to the bottom of that on this Sunday edition of This is America. AOC says we can eliminate crime if we stop building jails. So if we build less hospitals and we stop building hospitals, will fewer people suffer from mental health problems? Hmm, I think not, AOC. Can we eliminate poverty if we build less housing projects? Nope, I don't think we can. But AOC, our least favorite congresswoman from the Bronx and Queens, all out crazy herself, she says that, yes, if we build less jails, we'll have less crime. To me, that's like saying that because I am on a diet, you have to watch what you eat. Newsflash, AOC, what you eat won't make me fat. Now, our least favorite congressman from the Bronx and Queens was at it again, this time whining about and complaining about her abuelita's roof. And listen, uh, this roof was destroyed by a storm in Puerto Rico. Now, I respect the family, la familia de uno se respeta. So this is no slight on her in any way. At least on her abuela, I'm saying. Definitely a slight on AOC. But I've got nothing but love for all abuelitas. So it appears to me that the team at the Daily Wire also has mad love for this abuelita that happens to be AOC's grandma. Because they just raised over $100,000 on GoFundMe for AOC's grandma. Yep, that's the truth. New York Post headline. AOC gets slammed for not helping her grandma in hurricane-hit Puerto Rico home. Representative AOC, a.k.a. All Out Crazy, was hammered on Twitter Wednesday after she posted a lengthy thread highlighting the plight of her grandmother in storm-ravaged Puerto Rico, saying, quote, Just over a week ago, my abuela fell ill, and, and I pray that she gets better. Ocasio-Cortez began, I went to Puerto Rico to see her for the first time since before COVID. This is her home, and she's showing a video, posting a picture of a dwelling with a damaged roof, a little dresser, and no bedding. Hurricane Maria relief hasn't arrived. Trump blocked the relief for Puerto Rico. Now, that's not true. Trump gave $20 billion in relief to Puerto Rico, and he held on to it to make sure that it was going to a government that wasn't going to be corrupt. And once they figured out, okay, this is going to work, they sent it that way. Because if you remember, they had ousted the governor of Puerto Rico for some comments that he'd made, and there was like an interim governor. And I think it's well within reason to say this isn't the right time. 
everybody and their mother on the island of Puerto Rico knows. And again, my parents were both born on the island of Puerto Rico. I have family on the island. Everybody there knows that corruption, they can teach people in Washington a thing or, th- uh, thing or three about corruption. But she goes on and a couple of more tweets and whatnot. And talking about this um, damaged roof. And Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire, he decides to step in and say that, you know, if I uh, help out, then maybe, you know, your grandmother would be better. Now, that's not what he said. The, the quote that he actually put was, shameful that you live in luxury while allowing your own grandmother to suffer in these squalid conditions. And that's a tweet from Matt Walsh. And I think that's a nice thing for him to do. Now, she, AOC, she says, look, for the record, my abuela is okay. It's not about us, but this is about what's happening to Puerto Rico and to Puerto Ricans across the island. And she goes on and on and on. So then, you know, she blasts back at some of the people because people started hitting her up on Twitter, you know, really roasting her, saying, listen, honey, you drive a Tesla. You have two apartments, said uh, congressional candidate Laverne Spicer. Then uh, another user at Beyond Reasonable Doubt says, or Beyond Reason Doubt, sell your Tesla. You should be ashamed for letting her live like this. We have a responsibility to care for our elders. I mean, this just goes on and on. It's an interesting article. I tweeted it out. And she gets back into it and, you know, obviously blaming Matt Walsh for colonialism and this and that and the other thing. But bottom line is AOC got caught with her pants down here. Figuratively, please, nobody call the uh, social justice police. It was a figurative figurative speech. And they just kept roasting her and roasting her. So good old AOC. She's out there. And I think it's funny because they raise uh, 100 grand for her. And then she says she doesn't want it. So everybody's forced to get their money back. And, and it's done. Now, you know, I think it's, it's just messed up because, again, conservative commentator Matt Walsh, he says, you know what, we're going we're gonna to hook this up. And then they put the kibosh on it. $104,153 that's been raised. And GoFundMe says, let me just find this quote right here. The beneficiary has made clear to our trust and safety team they do not wish to accept the donations. GoFundMe spokesman Bobby Withorn told the New York Post about, uh, quote unquote, the Save AOC, Save AOC's Abuelita's Ancestral Home. <laughs> and that was a GoFundMe page that was launched by Matt Walsh. Now, speaking of Puerto Ricans, I was at one of my favorite restaurants in Bogota, New Jersey. It's called La Giraldia. I talk about it often. And a guy comes in and he's buying a lot of food. He's like, yeah, I'll take one of these. I'll take one of those. I'll take one. Let me get some of that too. And I'm like, all right, yeah, he must be hungry. And um, he keeps going. And I'm thinking, you know what? I can relate. Now, the lady that's dealing with him and serving the food, uh, she tells, you know, he asks for something. And she says, oh, no, we don't serve that. That's a Puerto Rican dish, not a Cuban dish. And he says, oh, I know. I happen to be married to a Puerto Rican woman. And I don't miss her, but I sure miss her food. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. Anyway, so before we get into the next segment, I want you to hear AOC and her comments building less jails. Because again, if we have less restaurants, less people will eat, that type of philosophy that AOC has. Check this out. If we want to reduce violent crime, if we want to reduce the number of people in our jails, the answer is to stop building more of them. The answer is to make sure that we actually build more hospitals. We pay organizers. We get people mental health care and overall health care, employment, etc. It's to support communities, not throw them away. Now, I understand how she tries to capture one's attention by saying these 
I don't even know what adjective to use. I want to say uh, bombastic, inflammatory, but it, it's not really that. It's really, it, it's somewhat asinine to suggest that you're going to have less crime if you build less jails. Now, listen, I'm with uh, anybody who wants to build less jails. Go for it. I mean, I don't think we necessarily need more jails unless we're absolutely um, running out of space. I can tell you in New York, we're not running out of space. We're letting everybody out of jail in New York. There's plenty of jail space here if anybody wants to put some criminals in there because Bill de Blasio and, of course, his uh, arch nemesis, Essential Andy Cuomo from the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast, Governor Andrew Cuomo. These guys don't agree on anything, but they both agree that criminals should be set free. And the list of crimes that allows people to be released from police custody without any type of cash bail being posted, to me, it feels like it continues to grow. And it includes some of the most egregious crimes that you could think of. But all of that being said, good old AOC says, no, 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 we need to build less jails. I don't think building less jails is the answer, but I don't think she thinks building less jails is the answer. The real problem here is that AOC's being disingenuous. What she wants is to abolish all jails, not to stop building new ones. What she wants is to abolish ICE, abolish the police. It's not just defunding the police and redirecting funds so we have social workers. That just puts it flowery so that certain people, you can show them a video of a cop shooting somebody. And go, oh, look, that guy got killed after his own family called 911. And that's unfortunate. It sure is. But that's not the truth. The truth is they don't want police. It's radical anarchy. No government but all government at the same time, right? They want the government to have all this control, yet they want the police to have zero power. Now, do you really think for a second they're going to live in a world with no police? You think AOC is not going to beef up her security? Of course she's going to do that because she's AOC. She's all out crazy. So one can only draw the conclusion that they just want to destroy the police system that exists to put in their own police system. When Fidel Castro got into power, he took over a system that was already messed up and made it worse and turned the police into his own goon squad, his own hit squad. That's not what I want in America. And I don't think it's what you want in America either, but it seems like AOC seems to think that this is okay. Anyway, straight ahead, a little bit more on AOC, but in particular, what's going on with schools because they want to kick the cops out of schools and one mom isn't having it. Don't move a muscle. We're just getting started. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. We're all part of your community. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Para Inglés, o primal número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es... America, ahora. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media platforms. And uh, please stay in touch with us because we got a whole lot going on. There's some tour stops. I'm going to be in Florida. I'm going to be in Texas. I'm going to be in Los Angeles. Plus, we have some exciting other, other exciting news that I want to share with you. So don't uh, miss out on that. It's all going to be on social media. And uh, subscribe to the podcast. Have a friend subscribe to the podcast because you'll never miss an episode. In fact, your phone will even let you know when you have a new episode. But I want you to hear these figures, these statistics. As of May 3rd, shootings across the city have tripled in the last week as of May 3rd. Tripled. The amount of gunfire has increased by nearly 85%, according to NYPD figures that were released on Monday. Cops counted 42 shooting incidents between April 26th 
and May 3rd. That's up 200% from the 14 during the same period last year. And these are according to NYPD's official numbers. Yet AOC and her all-out crazies are fighting to eliminate the cops. Well, listen, like I told you before, this one New York mom is pushing back against her local school board that's advocating to defund and uh, abolish the police. Now, people always ask me, what is it that a regular American can do? Uh, Look, I'm retired. The things they say to me, I'm retired. Who's going to listen to me? What is it that we can do? There's a lot you can do. This woman didn't ask me what we can do. She went and did it. She decided, listen, I'm a mom from Putnam County. Her name, Tatiana Ibrahim. And Tatiana Ibrahim, she didn't make any excuses like that. She took action. She went to her Board of Education meeting. And I want you to listen to this. Check this out. My name is Tatiana Ibrahim. And I'm here for the first time. I'm here tonight not only as a community member, but as a parent in this district. Recently, you sent out a survey wanting to know why parents were not voting yes for this budget. So my, my situation, my vote for no is a little different. I think the Board of Education and those sitting on the panels are thieves. I think they're liars and have committed treason against our children. My message to this district and the members of the Board of Ed, stop indoctrinating our children. Stop teaching our children to hate the police. Stop teaching our children that if they don't agree with the LGBT community, that they're homophobic. You have no idea each child's life. You don't know what their family lifestyle consists of. You don't know the makeup of their, of, of their life. You have children like mine who is Muslim and I'm Christian and everyone would think they would never believe that of her, right? Because the way she looks or according to Miss Cyrus, she's too pasty white. Ma'am, ma'am, excuse me, I'm up, up here. We're, we're not allowed to use names. If you have something you'd like to discuss about a specific person, you can call the superintendent or leave your info for her to call you tomorrow. Why are we not allowed to discuss names? Why am I not allowed when they purposely themselves expose themselves on social media, talking about calling for the death of a former president, or saying that any child that doesn't believe in Black Lives Matter should be canceled out? Is this what my tax dollars is paying for? You're teaching my children and other children that if they believe in God Almighty, they're part of a cult. These educators put their own names out there. We have Mr. Barry who took it upon himself with Miss Cyrus to create a curriculum. That should be it. Do you want the proof? I have the proof. You created a curriculum of Black Panther indoctrination. Ma'am. You use taxpayers' dollars. Can I ask you one more time? I, I, I have no issue hearing what you have to say. but why, are, why can we not let the public speak? Why can't we let the public know that you're teaching our children to go out and murder our police officers? That Do you not- want the proof? I have the proof. Is that what scares you, the proof? That a parent actually standing up against all of you? Is that what scares you to call out the names of these people? You work for me. I don't work for you. You have a duty. We are entrusting our children to you. 
We teach our children morals, values, when they grow up to commit crimes and end up in prison and kill a police officer. It's our fault? No, it's your fault. You're emotionally abusing our children and mentally abusing them. You're demoralizing them by teaching them communist values. This is still America, ma'am. And as long as I'm standing here on this good ground earth of God, I will fight. Walk out. And I'm not, this is not the last of me you will see. I'm retired. I have nothing else better to do. We can do it peacefully or we can take it to the highest courts because you know and I know I'm not the only parent fighting us all across America right now. Schools are trying to poison our children's minds. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Teaching them about things that they have no right to be taught in school. So, so normally, I'm just going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to just give you just a feedback for a moment. I have no problem having a peaceful discussion. This is not a peaceful discussion. No, that's your opinion. See, here we go again. This no. is peaceful. To me, this is peaceful. Well, I'm not okay. burning, looting, and murdering. This is peaceful. No, I did not accuse you of that, but I would, don't have a problem having a conversation with you, a peaceful conversation, which is this is not. Six ninety-five per child in the middle school to buy a curriculum from readtome.org that wasn't even approved by the by the board of ed the administrators took it upon themselves to buy these books with taxpayer dollars while covid is going on how many families are struggling to pay their mortgages this is a remarkable remarkable piece of audio and this is just a clip there's uh, this goes on for another 10 minutes or so and the video i tweeted it out it's on my uh, facebook and it's gotten so much uh, response lots of shares lots of positive comments hundreds of comments and people saying that that, you know, uh, how can we support her? That's the overwhelming response is how can we support this woman? And I say the answer is to become her. The answer is to do what she does. The answer is to physically stand beside her, even if it means moving your family into her neighborhood and running with her on a slate of school board candidates. Now, I know people are going to hear that and they're going, oh, well, I meant like, how can I uh, give her a high five or tell her she's great or send her a check for $100? That, that doesn't do it all the time. You know, it's kind of like saying, I'm going to bring my water gun to put out a five alarm fire. You're going to need a fire truck, maybe five. The water gun's not going to cut it. The $50 check isn't going to cut it. The, the like and the sharing on Facebook is fantastic, but we need more. This is serious business that we're, we're involved in now. This CRT, critical race theory, the way it's affecting schools, the way, it, you know, it went from law schools to college campuses to now, you know, it's going down to kindergarten and there's more. It's not just about racism. It's, it's a, a complete change on the culture. But that is what the left does. They put their money and action where their mouths are. They get involved. They don't mind their business and raise their families and go to work every day like we do. Some of them even choose to not even have a family. They don't have kids just so they can be activists in their specific careers as journalists, as government officials, as educators. So again, sending a check for a few hundred bucks and some social media support, it helps. 
but it's nothing like a million parents like Tatiana Ibrahim speaking the truth to power, to borrow their term. Imagine a million Tatiana Ibrahims pushing back on critical race theory at school board meetings all across America. A bunch of moms, courageous, patriotic moms doing just that, pushing back. That's how we stand our ground. That's how we push back on these policies and reclaim political power in this country. It's the only way. Anyway, straight ahead, wait till you hear what El Trumpito Donaldus Magnus had to say on Sunday night. It's coming straight up. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And if you ever miss an episode, of course, you can uh, go to richvaldez.com, richvaldez.com, the flagship website for This Is America. You can find all of the episodes from episode one straight through to today's episode, and you're talking hundreds of episodes, and all the interesting things I'm doing, if you're interested in those things at all. They're all available there, uh, as well as any Newsmax appearances or any TV stuff that I'm doing. But I want to talk about another term for El Trompito. I don't know about that just yet. Uh, that hasn't been totally solidified, but it looks like it may be in the works. Maybe, maybe not. Don't know. But last night, or Sunday night, Trump gave a speech at the North Carolina GOP convention. And I thought, you know, I want to see what type of media reaction there was. So I go to CNN. I like to see what the other side has to say. And the media is just really ridiculous. Check this out. At 9.20 a.m. this morning, uh, this is Sunday, this was the headline, the top story. There was like two red headlines, like breaking news headlines, but they were just headlines. Then the actual first story with a title, you know, a headline, a, a photo, the main above the fold uh, story that they were pushing was an op-ed, you know, an analysis piece reading Trump advances dangerous information campaign. That was the main headline on the masthead of CNN's website at 9.20 a.m. on Sunday morning. A picture of Trump walking, looking down as he walks. So he's, he's kind of uh, slumped forward. It's clearly an unflattering photo. And the, uh, the next, uh, the lead says, uh, the ex-president's speech last night was a reminder of the threat that he poses to American elections as his lies have become accepted as gospel by most in the GOP. Now, two years ago, three years ago, we were saying, they're not after Trump, they're after you and me. And some people didn't believe that. Now, that sentence wraps it up. Trump has infected the, the GOP, and the GOP are all in need of a quarantine, right? Because we've all been infected with Trumpism. And I look at this and I think, you know, it's truly the media that's dangerous with their disinformation campaign. I don't understand how they could get to this conclusion. You know, I look at CNN on, on the web. I watch CNN on TV, you know, again, for, for masochistic reasons. I know I'm going to be disappointed, but I want to see what the other side says. And I turn it on, and it's um, the, uh, the gentleman who does the media show, Brian Stelter. And Brian Stelter's there, and he's going through this whole spiel about a bunch of stuff with respect to... Um, the other two networks, OAN and Newsmax. And he trashes uh, OAN, One American News. And he says, you know, they don't even rate well and blah, 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 this and that and the other thing. And then he goes on to say that they, they each carried the entirety of the Trump speech. And he's, you know, um, 
poo-pooing this idea, saying, look, no, the Trump thing was a legit news thing. It should have had five minutes, but it shouldn't have had an hour. Now, maybe yes, maybe no. Not sure. But I want you to hear a clip from the speech in question, or actually a prelude to the speech, when uh, President Trump was announcing that we will take back the White House. Listen to this. I want to thank everybody for the tremendous support you've shown. We're going to take back the Senate, take back the House. We're going to take back the White House. And sooner than you think, it's going to be really something special. But the love and the affection and the respect that you've given all of us, it's really important. The Republican Party is stronger than it's ever been, and it's going to be a lot stronger than it is right now. We're going to turn it around. We're going to turn it around fast. Thank you all very much. That support has been so incredible. Thank you. All right. So Brian El Sangano Stelter, he says that, you know, this was not very newsworthy. And again, I'm not saying everything Trump does has to be breaking news. Uh, I just thought it was interesting the way he critiques the media. That's his, his angle, his shtick on, on the show and power to him. But what I thought was interesting is that in the speech, President Trump talks about this media bias of how certain things get coverage and others don't. And he gets belittled, berated, and blasted for absolutely anything he does. Then all this Magnus comes out, if he's sitting on a plane for two hours to get to a stop and he's got some wrinkles in his pants, they play with the saturation and the lighting and whatever they can to make it look a little darker, this and that, and just start making uh, false innuendos, rumors, whatever they can, just to um, pass off something unsubstantiated. It's kind of like I say, you know what? I think that this budget has holes in it because it doesn't meet the standards that we've had in the past. You know, we run a $4 billion budget in the United States, and now you're proposing an $8 billion budget. To me, that seems like you're filling this thing with pork. I think if you push back on me and say, no, well, we're justifying it by this, 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 and this, maybe we can have a discussion. But if you push back on me and you say, well, that's because you're ugly and your mother dresses you funny, well, then you, you lose credibility. And that's in effect what the media does, right? They, they, Trump puts out there, he says, hey, you know what? When I, um, when I had slip-ups, like you know, walking down an icy ramp at West Point, probably the best speech he's ever given, according to him, they blasted him for that. But when Joe Biden you know, trips going up the stairs, falling upward, <laughs> the media is silent on it. And, and I thought it was an interesting thing, but I want you to hear what uh, President Trump had to say last night at the North Carolina GOP convention. Check this out. You ever notice when uh, he had a hard time going up the stairs on the plane? Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks. The news didn't cover. Not one network covered it. Now, when I made the best speech I've ever made, they said it was at West Point. And it was pouring, and I had a ramp that was an ice skating rink. And I called, I said to the general, I said, General, I may have to grab you because the last thing I'm doing is going down. <laughs> so I walked gingerly down. That was on every newscast in the world, and I never went down either. I never went on my ass, I'll tell you. I wasn't going to fall. <laughs> I think that was a booby trap. I think I'll never forget that ramp. That was like a sheet of ice. It was cold, rainy, and that ramp was long and steep. I said, General, I might have to grab you, but I'm not going down under. And unfortunately, I wasn't wearing American shoes. I had Italian shoes, nice leather. <laughs> leather. It's like an ice skating rink. But they made that a big story, but they didn't make the Biden fall. The triple fall. I call it the triple fall. <laughs> under my administration, America was respected again, totally respected. Yeah, and you know, I agree. America was totally respected. At least we were beginning to regain some of the respect that we'd lost 
from eight years of Obama's administration where he ran around the world, quite frankly, from country to country across the globe, apologizing for the United States because he disagreed with some of our foreign policy in the, in the past and felt that the United States was somehow wrong. This is why he put together that Iran deal where he's like, you know, it's, we've been uh, uh, sanctioning you and taking all this money. Let me figure out a way where we can give you back some of this money and maybe launder it so that, you know, you can have some money to build a bomb to maybe destroy our country. You know, I mean, it, the thought process here is um, something that is perplexing. But the bottom line is, what is it that Joe Biden has done? Not a whole lot. And he's got a very long track record. But let's listen to the rest of Trump. We withdrew from the disastrous Iran nuclear deal. We stood with Israel, recognized Jerusalem as its eternal capital, and recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. They've been working on that for 55 years, and I got it done. We decimated the ranks of the world's top terrorists, you know that. We got our allies to pay their fair share. We stood up for our freedoms and for our country. And we stood up to America's adversaries like never before. Nobody's ever done what we've done. I got other countries with NATO to pay. We were paying for NATO. We were paying for NATO. I got them to pay $430 billion. Nobody knows. Nobody. You don't read about that. Uh, the head of NATO is probably my single biggest fan. Secretary General of NATO, they couldn't believe. You know, if you look at NATO, they're spending. So we were getting ripped off on trade, okay? And on top of it, we were protecting them militarily. Protecting them militarily, saving billions on this, doing this and doing that. Look, Trump's not God and Trump's not perfect. We all know that. But man, I'm choosing Trump each and every time compared to Joe Biden. What is it that Biden's done? Well, let's see. Let's take a look. I drove to the Hamptons last weekend. I visited my sister in Long Island not too long ago. I bought gas. Guess what? That gas cost me a lot of money. Gas prices are up under Biden, and specifically because of his policies, Middle East policies that affected the cost of gas. He's underdelivered on jobs, and the overall economy is heading into this stagnation, inflation. Not good. No bueno. He's abandoned our Middle East ally, Israel and is strengthening our biggest Middle Eastern enemy, Iran. Biden's taking credit for the Trump vaccine and praised the Fouchster, who we know proxy funded the research that increased the deadliness of the COVID virus through a proxy. And all of this happened at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in, as Trump would say, China. Biden is apparently a repented supporter of segregationists. And now, he supports critical racist theory. Yeah, racist theory. I said it to borrow a line from the great one, which I'm guessing is for his own political expediency, right? Because it makes no sense if he was uh, a racist his whole career, at least, you know, a supporter of segregationists, I should say, I will correct myself, that he's doing this because he's being disingenuous about it. Unless he's had a change of heart. And if he did, hey, all right, good for you, Mr. Biden. Bad for America. Biden is weak. He values and bows down to the teachers union, but he'll never stand up for our children or value our police. So to me, the choice is very clear. And Trump is right. We must stand up. We must push back on these policies because if we stand for nothing, we will fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you, each and every one of you that's listening 
And thank you for listening. Without you, we have no show. But that's the only way evil triumph is if each and every one of you does nothing. So I say, stand up like Trump did. Leave your penthouse on Fifth Avenue, big golden building with your name on it, and go right into the swamp. Run for office. Do something. Be the next Tatiana Ibrahim. Start something. Get out of your comfort zone and do a little more. And I'm not trying to chastise anybody or, or uh, judge anybody. I realize we all have limitations. You know, I, I was considered for a run for office, and I backed out of that saying, you know what? This isn't for me. Somebody that's more local should do it. And they did. So I get it. Different strokes for different folks. But we have to band together like that mom did when she went mama bear on that school board. That has to be done. And it has to be done over and over and over again. And we have to become more confident and bolder in what we do so that people realize they're not going to get away with it. People aren't just going to take this lying down. We can peaceably fight back when that one woman said to her, this is not a peaceful conversation. Why not? The reason it wasn't peaceful was because she wasn't doing what she was told. That doesn't mean not um, peaceful, right? I mean, look at the peaceful protests. You know, you just say, this is fiery, but peaceful. Anyway, that's my thought for today. Hasta la próxima. Until the next one, America. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.